Hey, lovely, and welcome to the Manifestation Vibes podcast. My name is Laura Grady, and I'm a women's empowerment coach and fulfillment mentor, helping you manifest your desires, live in a state of inspiration, alignment, and ease without the burnout. For the last few years, I've coached and mentored thousands of women worldwide to help them create the life they desire through my online coaching business, helping women step into their most confident, authentic selves. This podcast is for the woman who desires a bigger and better life for herself. For the woman interested in the depth of manifestation, personal development, and spirituality, and for the woman done with the fluffy BS this spiritual and personal development world can sometimes bring. In this podcast, I will be delivering you weekly episodes on all things manifestation, spirituality, personal development, to empower you to live a life you love. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Manifestation Vibes. I am so, so, so excited to be joining you guys today and to be bringing you a different kind of episode, I suppose, even though there's only been a couple of episodes so far. Um, But in today's episode, I really want to speak to my own coaching journey because I have no joke when I say this, I get people all the time asking me, hey, Laura, what was it like when you first started working as a coach? What was your experience like? How did you go with it? How did you cope with it? Was it great? Was it difficult? How was it getting clients? How did your family react? You know, And so I thought that I would create an episode just really speaking to really candidly about my experience stepping into an industry that at the time was incredibly taboo <laughs> and still is to a certain extent you know you know it's um it's a beautiful industry to be in but there is a lot of stigma around it probably not stigma stigma might be not the right word but there can be a lot of judgments placed on the industry because there is a lot of really safe beautiful practice and then there's some not so great practice that happens in our industry so um understandably there's (laughs) some judgment and I think when people do not understand what it is that you are doing, then, um, you know, they're very quick to judge. So anyway, that gives you a bit of an insight and a hint as to what it was like when I first started. But I started uh, coaching roughly for exactly, yeah, just over four years ago. So I'm currently in my fifth year in this industry. So just over four years ago. And I started the coaching space because I fell into an NLP course. And when I went and studied NLP, I was like, oh my God, what is this amazing magic that we haven't been taught of? How did I not know that I was the creator of my own reality? Oh my God, I need more of this. The world needs to know this. And so I fell into that course and I didn't actually do that course with the intention of becoming a coach and with the intention of sharing this work and this, um, you know, knowledge. I didn't, I didn't intend for it at all. But 
after a couple of days of like being in the live aspect of the course. Prior to that, I was studying um, online for like six months for it. And then in the actual course, within a couple of days, I was like, I'm sharing this. The world needs to know. But I was actually studying a business degree before that and I was not loving it. (laughs) I was also doing acting um, and working part-time in retail and acting I had become a little sick of. Earlier that year I had been to LA and I just was like, I just don't think this is for me. (laughs) I do not think. I really struggle, guys, if you know me. Um, Something that I'm not good at is sucking up people's asses. I am not good at it. I do not like the fake hi, oh, my God, it's so nice to me. (laughs) And unfortunately, this was my experience, and I know it's not like this for many people, but I felt in LA that I was kissing ass everywhere I went, and it just wasn't me. And I'm like, oh, this feels sleazy. I remember at one point, you know, having some person say that he was filming something, and then he's just he was super sleazy toward me and a few other ladies, and we were like, "Yuck! What are we getting ourselves into here?" Um, and so I recognized at that point in time that hmm, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe the Aussie industry is, and I love I love Aussie film and TV. I mean, I've had the most beautiful experience working with so many incredible Aussies. And when I did go over to LA, I had a beautiful experience with um, the the people that I went over with as well, like the course that I went over with. They were amazing. They were just so wonderful to be around. Um, but yeah, realized it wasn't for me. Anyway, so fell into this course, was also studying business, thought that this was, you know, NLP was going to help me with communication. I'd heard of a few people doing it. Um, I really loved like Tony Robbins. I was really into kind of personal development. I was super into it, super into like motivational speaking, all that kind of stuff. I didn't necessarily like speak about it very often. And that is mostly just because um, people around me weren't open to it. So why would I speak about something that people were not open to? Also, prior to that in my experience as a young person, (laughs) I was very much into spirituality and I had had many very intense uh, spiritual experiences and I'm more than happy to speak to kind of like my spiritual awakening as well Um, because, yeah, as a child I had very intense experiences throughout my entire teenage years. Um, I would see things, uh, feel things, hear things, know things about people that don't make any logical sense but were always true. Um, I would have dreams about things before they would happen and so I was always kind of like tapped in in that way as well. And I was very lucky that my mom, shout out to her, when I was very young, she would <laughs> she would take us on like little meditation retreats and um, I went and did those with family. And so they were quite enjoyable and they allowed me to kind of, um, you know, explore that avenue of myself. So I kind of like in a way, in many ways, I'd been into this different realm uh, of working right and I had when I finished school I did go and start studying psychology I absolutely hated the degree I'm still studying it now 
will eventually get there. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It'll happen eventually. Um, so, yeah, anyway, fell into this course, loved it, and thought this is the best thing ever. How do people not know about it? And then within, yeah, about I think a month after leaving, I had an office space um, so I could see clients and I could take clients into the office. I had... Uh, I think a website, I don't know, I had all those sorts of bits and pieces going. And at the time, (sighs) just remembering back and I can feel my heart like fluttering a little bit because I don't go into this a ton, but um, when I started, I had a lot of friends who uh basically they they took issue with what i was doing um i i had a lot of family members who also took issue with what i was doing they they saw it as a problem they didn't think that i should be doing it um and i was on the receiving end of people basic it felt like bullying it that's the best way i can probably describe it i remember posting things on social media and I remember people that I had um, gone to high school with were commenting on it and tagging each other and laughing. Um, I remember friends of mine talking behind my back uh, and then I would hear it as secondhand, secondhand you know, gossip. Um, I had friends move away from me because they didn't like it uh, and it was – you know, I was in this space in this time in my life where I was, you know, taking a stand for something that I was super passionate about that might not have made sense to many people. And how it felt to me at the time was that most people in my world, in this tiny little bubble, <laughs> it's so important to recognize this is a very small bubble. And this was also a time where it wasn't that common. Nowadays, it is way more common, like way more common to meet and to cross paths with people who do similar work to the work that I do. But at the time in my circle, like no, none of them even knew what it was, right? So, it, you know, I understand that it would have been like, what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense. So anyway, yeah, got into, yeah, basically experienced so much. Um, it felt like bullying. It felt like belittling. Uh, people were mean. It felt like people were cruel. I remember just experiencing resistance every single place that I went. I remember doing a talk one time at a place and um, and the women in that space were so awful that I felt like I just had my back up the whole time. Uh, yeah, it was shit. Like there's no, there's no two ways about it, no way, no better way to describe it other than it was fucking hard and if I didn't have the strength that I do, I actually truly think that I would have stopped because the experience of like the first six months, probably even honestly the first year of being in the space and having basically everybody that you knew bar a couple of them and like you know a few people were very supportive but the vast majority the consensus was people were like what the fuck is she doing and they did not like it um yeah so basically majority of people bar a few had 
a lot a lot of problems with what I was doing and they did not respect me. Um, things have since changed and the reason I say things have since changed is because some of the people who talked shit about me on the posts have now come up to me and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, you know, when you do something different, when you go against the grain, it's going to happen. So it was a massive sense of pain and a massive sore spot for me, but we we move on, we come out of it. <laughs> and within the first six months, it was really hard to find, uh, not hard to find clients. I had clients coming to me, but I didn't know how to uh, truly sell them on it, if that makes sense. So part of this work is that it's un- it was unknown. It was not a well-known thing. And so having a conversation with somebody, I had nerves. I wasn't backing myself fully. I wasn't, you know, fully ready for it. And as a result, um, I just, yeah, I, re- I clearly struggled to get clients. And so for the first six months, things were really slow in terms of getting a clientele, a steady clientele, and I was still working part-time and just like, you know, trying to push on through. There were a few people in my life at the time who were just so beautiful and so responsive and, um, you know, very much got around what I was doing, but there was many who were not. Anyway, uh, I met a beautiful friend of mine. Her name is Claire. I've spoken about her multiple times. She is a beautiful psychic medium and NLP trainer. So she trains people in this work. And I had met her and she actually invited me to go to one of her circles. Um, A circle is essentially like a place where you practice psychic medium work. And so I went there and so for about mm, 12 to 18 months I was training in psychic mediumship work as well, which was really cool and really amazing and learnt so much from that experience, truly learnt so much from that experience. And I started to build up a hell of a lot more trust within myself and within the universe, but it was quite slow. And I will say this, like if you're listening to this episode and you're going, wow, you know what, I can understand and relate to elements of that story, you know, please let me know. But also if you're in the early stages of coaching, if you're, you know, if you're feeling called to do coaching as a career, it is a wonderful career choice but it is fucking hard at the beginning. Like I'm not, there's no two ways about it. It can be really difficult because it, it pushes your buttons at every step and at every stage of it. You know, it's not just, okay, you know, you go out there and you want to do this and then all these clients are flooding toward you. That's typically not many people's experiences unless they've already got a really um, sort of well-known career before they step into the space. And so that was quite overwhelming for me, yeah, like it was not an easy process to be able to gain the clientele. But slowly but surely, I think I was charging like, I don't know, $50 an hour or something Australian, which is next to nothing. And I was doing that for quite a while and then I ended up um, finding a coach and they helped me completely change the dialogue. I finally found and met people who were doing things that were similar to me. So what I mean by that is like they were actually in the industry. They were making a living out of it because I was thinking to myself at the time, you know, I'm about, I don't know, six to eight months, maybe a year in. I actually can't remember. I should have probably checked that before I started. And I was looking at my work and thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to work like 50 hours a week to be able to make a living and how are you meant to deliver great results 
when you're working 50 hours a week to be able to get this thing off the ground. Like it was, it was overwhelming. Um, and so, you know, I was sharing on social media and doing all those bits and pieces, but I met this coach and that's where things kind of started to shift and change. And I was able to start charging differently. I learned a little bit about, you know, how to help people create changes in their lives. Um, obviously I was already trained, but when I say create changes, I mean, um, you know, really invest in themselves and learn how to back themselves. So I learned how to sell essentially and market so that it actually reached the people who were feeling into it. Because again, like when you're a coach, you could be the best coach in the world, someone who is so understanding, so beautiful and so helpful. But if you don't know how to market what you do, as in explain it well and in a way that people go, oh, I wouldn't mind that. And if you don't know how to sell it essentially, then you won't be working in the field for very long. You know, and it's it's something that I teach so many of my clients because it is so incredibly important and my processes and my methods have changed a lot over the years, but it is really important to know how to do those things. It's also important to know how to hold space. It's important to learn how to nourish your nervous system as you're doing this work. For myself, I remember my nervous system, I was in fight or flight mode for literally, I think, 18 months of my business, running my business. I was constantly nervous, constantly like just in a stress state, you know, part of it sometimes would be excitement. A lot of it would just be, oh my God, I am scared, you know, terrified. And there was a lot of limiting beliefs playing out, like, you know, this savior complex, which is obviously in a child wounding that was coming out. And I really wanted to be able to fix everybody and heal everybody. And, um, you know, you're not, as a coach, you're not actually fixing or healing somebody. Um, you're creating a container and a space where they're allowing them themselves to heal themselves and you're guiding them through it. Um, you know, I'm not the the guru i'm not the almighty who has the power to change somebody because the more that we go oh i'm healing you and i'm fixing you we create this like weird codependency in a coaching relationship which is not what we want um so anyway that had happened i was working with all these clients and i yeah started working with all these clients i was working with a coach at the time who was helping me get clients i think i was you know starting to become a little bit more sought after. I was starting to get a little bit of recognition uh, for the work that I was doing. My clients were getting really wonderful results, which was great. Um, I was still studying on the side, which was awesome. Uh, I wasn't, I don't think I was working anymore part-time, which was great. Really backed myself in. Uh, I still had my office. So I was seeing clients face-to-face during this time. And um, that was wonderful. You know, I really, I really enjoyed seeing clients face to face. I think it was a wonderful, a really wonderful experience seeing them in a face to face way. Um, so yeah, I was doing that, which was absolutely awesome. And then eventually a job opportunity came up at the, hmm, what's it called? At the company that I had initially sought after to help me with growing my business, a job became available with them. And so I took that on uh, because I wanted something different. I was getting a bit, not bored, bored's not the right word, but things felt a little bit stagnant 
in my own business. I was sort of like, yeah, you know, working with all these people and it's good and I'm really, I'm enjoying it, but I would like an element of change. And so I took up a job with them. That was good. Lots of lessons. (laughs) That's the best way I can describe it. Lots of practice that I don't, wouldn't deem as being super, uh, I don't know. I don't, it was perfect for what the industry was at the time. Yeah. But there's a lot of things going on that I really did not agree with. Um, and so, yeah, really, I barely lasted. I think I lasted less than three months in that place because I was like, I cannot. <laughs> this is not working for me. Um, and my soul was just, you know, felt really yuck being there. And so anyway, ended up um, leaving there and just going all in on my business, which, yeah, worked incredibly well, um, was loving it. Like I had a ton of clients. Things were just continuing to move and transform and inspire. I was starting to become actually quite booked out, which was a wonderful experience too. And I just kept like really honing in on my one-to-one skills. I just want to say like I have worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women in a one-to-one level. One thing that I did was knew that I had to get really good at my craft before I started scaling and shifting into different places. Now, I didn't even know that there was such a thing that you could have these group processes and group programs and people could get so much out of them. I actually did not know that that was possible. And it took me a while to realize and recognize that, hey, that's the next place that we want to go to. Part of the reason why for me was that I was like, I'm going to lose all of the quality of the work that I have been delivering. Like I have, I've got such a high quality of I had a really great process that I would take my clients through. Like I think I was taking them through like a 10-week program and the process was really fine-tuned. It had been tried and tested with dozens and dozens of women. It worked. And so I was like, okay, if I move into a group setting and I start coaching people in a group way, I'm going to lose all of the quality that you get from that one-to-one setting. And I was really scared to do it. Um, so I was resisting that for a very, very long time. I did feel the calling. I, I think I put out like a workshop and then the pandemic hit, so I couldn't do it. So anyway, I'd spent like over a year, probably 18 months. I can't even remember now I'm mixing up the timelines, (laughs) but I spent quite a long time just like delving into my craft of being a really good one-on-one facilitator and getting so much better at that. And then I hired a new coach, Kezia. And that was in, I think, May of 2020. Yeah, we're at the end of 2021 now, so May of 2020. And within like a month, I had launched uh, a group program called You But Fearless and sold it out. I had hundreds and hundreds moving into my masterclass space. Now, I attribute a lot of this to obviously having a really good product, but just believing in myself so fucking much so much it wasn't even funny and believing and just having so much faith and also being in a mastermind that helped support me with where I was at at the time I can't stress this enough if you're a coach and you're at that point where you're really struggling or where you're wanting to make a change you're wanting to step into a new layer and a new level of your business and you haven't created any consistency yet and I'm talking when I talk about consistency 
I'm talking like 12 months of like consistent high income months. If you're struggling with creating that, I would suggest hiring a coach. I really would because it, for me, it was like an absolute game changer. It showed me what was possible. And this has happened each time at each layer and each level of myself and my business. It steps you into what gets to be possible, but it also kind of forces you into major action. And when you're in a mastermind, of course, which is like a group container, you're around like-minded people who are also pushing you and supporting you along your journey. So it's not just you're doing this on your own. You're feeling supported. You're feeling connected. And, you know, we become the most people that we spend time, sorry, we become the top five people that we spend the most time with. It's really, really true. And so when you're allowing yourself to be in masterminds with women who are growing and expanding, you can't help but follow along. So, um, yeah, I moved into this group space. I want to say before I moved into the group space, my one-to-one business was very much booked out. So I was booked out for months in advance. I had a very steady stream of clientele. I constantly had people DMing me wanting to work with me one-on-one. So I mastered that layer of business. Um, And my, my process, my service was good, very, very good. It was very supportive. The clients still to this day, I get messages all the time from clients from a couple of years ago thanking me from the, for the processes that I took them through. So I had a very like steady, um, supportive container and environment that I had created. So moving into the next layer, I had to let go of the idea that I was going to be able to be responsible for everyone's results because that was my main fear of like, it's your fault if something goes wrong. It's like, well, it kind of isn't. <laughs> You're there to alert. You're there to facilitate, to support, to inspire, to excite, to align, to empower. But you're not there to fix um, or to drag along. So you know people had to be willing to do the work themselves. So launched this group program. It was epic. Uh, launched a second round. Most of the women who were in the first round stayed in the second round. Continued to launch and. Um, sort of rose the prices met I worked with Mel Wells um as she's a beautiful coach in the space and in the industry she helped me to expand a lot we did a lot of energetic expanding with the business when I worked with her and then um hired another coach Taylor and just slowly but surely uh continued to build up over time during this time my waitlist was about 500 people long and yeah it just became you know, its own thing. And my capacity to be able to hold space for people was possibly like the hardest thing. I was very good at holding space in a one-to-one setting, even holding space for 20 people during the difficulties around the pandemic and holding space for those people to create changes and having these group programs run. Um, You know, I was good at that. But then I was thinking, okay, well, I want this work to reach a lot more people. You know, my wait list is 500 people long. I just don't have enough uh, time. I don't have enough hours in the day to help everybody, but I want them to be able to get access to this work because I know so much of it that I teach on a one-to-one basis can also be replicated and taught in a group setting. The only difference being is that the client has to do a little bit more work and it's not as hands-on. And so that happened. (laughs) I wanted to expand into holding more space for more clients. And I had to do so much work energetically, emotionally, 
I was working with Mel at the time and she had been able to expand into hundreds, holding space for hundreds of people. So I knew, okay, I want to work with somebody who's already done it, not just someone who tells you that you can, because for me, it was really important that I'd already seen it. Yeah. It was like just evidence for my mind and my soul that it was possible. So I was practicing a lot of faith at this time. I was doing so much manifestation work. You know, everything that I teach my clients of manifestation, I use. <laughs> I love it. It's so powerful. And so, yeah, I launched a program, had 100 people step into it, then had another one earlier this year. Um, and at the time, I was dealing with some big health issues and I had run a You But Fearless round, I think with like 30 women in it. Um, I had like 10 one-on-ones at the time, ran a program with like 100 women in it, and then I had launched my last year's, or not last year's, this year's, because you're listening to this this year, Mastermind, and I couldn't do much work after the launching of all of that. I was in a treatment for endometriosis. I'm more than happy to speak to my health journey. So my capacity was quite low in terms of how many people I could support and hold. I am so fucking grateful though that I had created a business that could hold and support me during that difficult time. And what I mean by this was that, you know, I was charging well enough that I could only, if I needed to, work that five hours a week really um, with the one-to-ones and then a couple of hours a week doing the mastermind. And it was really freeing to be able to have that for myself because my health was so bad. Like, you know, I was on this treatment and it was hard for me to even walk around the block. I'm not kidding when I say this. Like if I went for a walk around the block with the dog, I would come home and then I would need to nap. <laughs> I was so, my energy was not okay. And I ended up coming off that treatment after three months, but I was having hot flushes. I was the most emotional I had ever been in my life. I remember being on a mastermind call once and having a hot flush and having to put the aircon on in the middle of July. So July in Melbourne, Australia is freezing and I was I had the aircon on <laughs> because I was sweating and I, I think I was in like a T-shirt or like a, I don't know, nothing too thick so it didn't make any sense. Um, but I was still able to hold space because, you know, I trusted the the work that I was doing and, you know, I trusted that I had built up enough of a repertoire over the last few years that I knew what to do, intuitively knew what to do. Um, so that had happened too. And during this time, I was grappling with a lot of imposter syndrome. Reason being, I was really sick. You're selling dream. You're telling people that they can live their dream life. And I was super sick. Um so I felt like a bit of an imposter. And look, you know, to an ex- to a certain extent, I believe everybody's an imposter. I mean, you know, no one is perfect in the way that they speak, in the way that they carry themselves, in how they be. You know, no one lives up to these unrealistic expectations all the time. I believe that we are at one point, in one way, we are the biggest experts ever. And in another way, we are also the biggest frauds ever. (laughs) And so during this time, I remember speaking to my coach at the time being like, I am literally dying. Like I absolutely cannot. 
And we just went, okay, no launching anything, just do a couple of one-on-ones where you're able to. And I just focused on my health and getting back on track. And it was really freeing to be able to do that and just focusing on myself. My business really supported me in that. I really do feel like it was a beautiful initiation for one day when I choose to have a family. And it reiterated the importance of having different offerings and having a business model in this coaching space because, you know, with coaching, like I am helping you change your life, but at the same time, I I also have staff that I have to pay. Like I have a business that I'm running. I have offerings that I put out there. Um, so it is a business at the same time of being a beautiful service that you deliver. It's just a service-based business. Uh, so instead of, you know, you delivering like a product, you're delivering a service or sometimes you are delivering a product if you have um, pre-recorded content, you know, or a self-led course, which I do. I have a couple of those now. So, you know, you can always check them out if you're feeling cold. So, yes, I had worked on my health. I got a lot better, nourishing the nervous system, obviously supporting so many of my clients at the time too, supporting so many of my business clients, create some absolutely amazing results. And, you know, I think that when you're in the space and you're working with somebody who really gets the industry and has done what you want to do, it's just, it fast tracks you so much. Fast forward to, God, when was it? I don't even know. Maybe August of this year. Um, I think that's when it was. I launched a new offering called Fulfilled and Free and had... 90 women sign up to that. I've now had over 115 move through it. And yeah, I was sort of back. My health was back. And I had had that from that place, used it as a bit of a funnel to move people into a higher end program. I had, I think it was like 75% of the seats filled for that next layer of my program. It's such a beautiful healing container. Oh my God, the results in those programs, like, <laughs> absolutely mind-blowing and had that space come through really successful launches to really successful launches and I think it just shows that you know you go through seasons in your business and in your life and you know sometimes it's summer and sometimes it's winter and I feel like I'm in a summer right now or I was in a spring and now I'm probably moving into the summer of my life and business because I'm healthy again (laughs) you know during winter you're like holy moly am I gonna make it out of here and I'm so grateful that I had you know so much support around me at the time you know, I had my amazing partner, Jamie. He's an absolute legend. He's literally the best person ever. If you ever see uh, me post on Instagram, he literally just posts the most beautiful, loving things all the time. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I had my coaches at the time supporting me and um, been moving more into like the magic work recently. Done so much energetic work over the last couple of years around business and what's possible to hold. Uh, and then, you know, gearing up for massive plans in 2022, where I am in the process of launching my mastermind, Soulful Proximity. It's going to have only 10 women and it's really a portal and, expa- and a space for expansion to create results in your business and your coaching business or your healing business that don't make any logical sense. Because so much of the work that I have done, like I've had times where I have had a better marketing strategy for the programs that I was running and they flopped and times where I had no marketing strategy at all, where it went absolutely berserk. And I attribute that to the energy that you have behind it and where you are with your energy. 
because how you feel about it and your level of support and your level of trust is magnetic and we can become magnetizing in our energy and it's purely just by removing your own limitations and your own blocks seeing what gets to be possible and stepping into a space of receivership but also stepping into your queen energy because it's so important to have that because we need to be leaders in this space where we have a strong back but an open heart super duper important and so I did um yeah, I am launching this mastermind. There's only going to be 10 women who are going to be stepping into this space. Oh, and it is so expansive. <laughs> the energy of this container, I am just, it's next level. You know, we have six different things that we're focusing on, six different major themes that I see as the biggest points in business, soulful sales, understanding soulful sales, quantum leaping in business, again, creating those unexplainable results and having those intuitive downloads, right? Because you can hear all of the different strategies on how to make something happen. But if your soul is not turned on or lit up by it, it's not going to do anything. We have also, you know, unlocking your marketing magnetism, facilitator expansion. So being able to hold space for many and working on this is like, a constant. I also right now actually have a masterclass. It's called Coaching Capacity Activated. And this is about opening your possibility of expansion and activating yourself into a space of receivership. And so um, what that means, and you know, it depends on the intention that you come into the session with, but you know, this could mean allowing more people into your space, being able to energetically hold more people in your work. So if this is a one-to-one, like going from 10 people to 20 people, if this is in group spaces and you're nervous about selling them out, going from, you know, five people in group spaces to 20, 30, perhaps a hundred like myself, you know, so being able to really expand what we're willing to hold and anchor into safety within the body. Um, This also allows for expansion in terms of like your audience and your reach. I practice this all the time myself and yeah, just creating those unexplainable results in business, which is amazing. So if you're interested in that master class, it's essentially an activation class. So it's going to be, we're going to be using embodiment. We're going to be using breath. We're going to be using sound. We're going to be using, um, movement we're going to be using touch we're going to be using all these different senses to really anchor into the body Um, that's going to be held on december 8th at 6 p.m australian eastern daylight savings time (laughs) so if you're feeling called to that please make sure that you have your bum on a seat for that because i'm like it is such a powerful piece and you know, I really do like to say that this is something that I have become really good at is expanding capacity. I've worked with many clients of mine around this as well, and it's created massive shifting, massive shifts and massive changes within the body. So if you're feeling a pull, please do um, definitely check that out. It's $44 AUD. So it's literally a steal. I feel like I'm basically giving it away to people. Because the amount of value that's going to be in that space. And yeah, it's going to be really incredible, going to be really powerful. 
and really transformative in so many ways. Um, so anyway, yes, I do have this beautiful, beautiful mastermind, soulful proximity. That is the seats that are being filled are being filled within my DMs. And so if you're feeling called to working with a coach and working with somebody like myself, uh, perhaps you feel, you know, called to what I've said in this session today, in it, sorry, in this podcast today. But if you're called, you're feeling the call and you're feeling the pull to soulful proximity, it is a six-month-long mastermind. We're focusing on the four E's, which is education slash strategy, embodiment, um, energetics, and expansion. So they're the four E's that we're going to be focusing on all around business, creating and helping you create results in your business that just make no logical sense. They're out of this fucking world and it all gets to be possible for you. So yeah, DM me if you're feeling the pull toward that. Uh, we do have early bird pricing and that ends on the 16th of December. So definitely make sure that you get your get around it if you're feeling the pull. You know, it's only going to be 10 spaces. I don't know if I'm going to be running a second round next year. I haven't decided at this point, um, but it will be a beautiful place for potent potent shifts to take place and if you're also wanting to see the behind the scenes of what it is like for me you know running this business behind the scenes and you are a coach um, or a healer if you're in the space also send me a dm on instagram because i do have a close friends list where i talk about the behind the scenes of business all day long um i speak on there pretty regularly and it's all just about you know what it's like and the different things that I face each day and so it can be really really helpful for those of you who are on the journey and you're wanting a bit of support and to know that you're not losing your mind it is a difficult space but it is a, such a scalable place to be in you know coaching business is such a scalable model it's something that you can really um, expand in so many beautiful ways and you can help so many thousands of people if you choose to step into it or if you're already in it it does get to be possible especially for those of you right now that you're like oh I'm feeling nervous you might have just left your job or you might have just you know really backed yourself in this way it can be nerve-wracking it can be scary um, but just make sure that you're getting the support that you desire and that you need and masterminds are a beautiful place to get that support <sighs> so anyway I hope you found this this chat interesting I've just spoken for 40 minutes which is completely mind-boggling to me um but yeah I hope you've enjoyed this chat about my experience in the coaching industry it has been hard but the payoff has been amazing and so beautiful and I choose from here on out for it to be easy and I have experienced more ease in this business over the last 18 months uh, than ever before and I know it's available to you too. So stick at it. You're doing so amazing, Queen. We need more people in this world sharing the beauty that you are sharing. And without further ado, I am going to let you go and I'll speak to you next week. Thanks, lovely. Bye. Let me slip in. Let me on the phone.